so glad to be a part of the family of God, aren't you? Amen. Amen. As we enter into the word of the Lord, perhaps we'll sing, sing a little praise after service. Amen. After the word. Amen. But God bless you all as we enter into the word of the Lord. Let us go right into the book of, amen, the book of Acts, the second chapter. Thank you. You prepare me to fight early. <laughs> yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Oh, excuse me. I need some glasses. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. The book of Acts, the second chapter. Acts 2. Acts 2, beginning at verse 1. Amen. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. May the Lord add his blessings to the readings of his words. You may be seated. Amen. We have a, a, a subject this morning, or this evening rather, forgive me, this evening on Claiming our inalienable right. Claiming our inalienable right. And truly, we see that we, as sons and daughters of God, we have claims. We have claims, amen? And that word inalienable is impossible to take away or give up. Impossible to take away or give up. As I read a quote here. We love the Lord Jesus, amen. The promise of power with which the apostles were endued at Pentecost is to you, the Jews, and your children, Jews, and to all that are far off, Gentiles, and to as many as the Lord our God shall call, both Jew and Gentile. 
until he stops calling the Pentecostal message and power will not cease. Amen. You believe that? Right. Amen? So the power of God is here. Amen? Amen? But it's your faith to tap out into the power of God Amen. to claim your inalienable right. Amen? Amen? So uh, what the church had at Pentecost is her inalienable right. Originally, she had the pure word of God. We have the pure word of God. Amen? She had the power of the Spirit manifested in diverse signs and wonders and gifts of the Holy Ghost. Now, we know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the living God, and he changes not. So tonight, I want to stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance to remind you, amen, who you really are. Amen. You know, at times, Paul and Peter, and, and, and they had to remind us at times to bring things to our remembrance. Amen. amen. Even Paul said, call back those days when, when you were first illuminated. How you started out and how you were encouraging others. I'm paraphrasing. You were encouraging others in the faith. Through all your trials, through all your tests, how you were enduring and encouraging others. But then he said, don't cast away your confidence, cast not away your confidence in God. In other words, though the trials have come, and though the trials may continue to come, though the tests may come, though persecution may continue, persecution, but cast not away your confidence in God. Amen. Because he's here. Amen. To meet every need. Hallelujah. He's here to do exceeding and abundantly what we can ask or think but it's you claiming your inalienable right that is something now notice that's something that's impossible to take away it's something impossible to give up praise the Lord why because there's something that God has given you amen I see something that God has given you and not a demon in hell could take it away from you. Amen. Amen. That's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yes, Amen. It's, it's the, oh, praise the Lord. Amen. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But think about this. God has, has come, has sent us a prophet with a message. To restore, to restore the word back in its place. Amen. The fullness of the word. Praise the Lord. What it's for? It's for a people. A certain group of people from all over the world. From every nation under heaven. Praise the Lord. That's the word of God, right? Remember in the days of Noah, in the time of Noah, Genesis 9. God promised Noah, I'll go to heavens. I'll go to heavens. And I will show a sign, a rainbow in the heavens to remind you of the covenant. Thank you. You have good discernment. It's coming and going. Praise the Lord. It's better. Genesis 9. 
in the days of Noah, God told Noah, I'm going to go to heavens. I'm going to put a rainbow in the heavens to remind of my covenant that I've made with man. Every nation in the heaven, I will represent it there. Amen? Isn't he the same today? It happened on the day of Pentecost. And he said again in Revelation 10, in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound his message, the mystery of God should be finished. As he has declared and his servants, the prophets. So now he promised that it will be a people that will take the book. Amen. Amen. Take the book. Once you grab a hold of this book and it's quickened in your heart, no one can take it away from you. It's your inalienable right. Hey, when you believe that. Oh, we're going to see what we do with this inalienable right. You have, you have to, we have to realize, if you haven't realized it, you know you have to preach it like nobody heard it. You understand it? We have to preach this gospel like no one ever heard it. And then you may hear it ten times, it may quicken it the eleventh time. Amen? But so God is here to quicken his word. I believe the quickening power of Jesus Christ is here to quicken the word in our hearts as we move from faith to faith, as we move from grace to grace, as we move from glory to glory by the spirit of the living God. Because God is, has come down, amen, just like in the days of Abraham or the days of Moses rather. When God began to speak to Moses, he said, I've heard their cries. I've seen their affliction. And I am come down to deliver them. But Moses, I'm sending you. So it was grace to send a prophet. Because God had a people that was crying out for deliverance. Amen. Hallelujah. God will not let his people down. Ever. Amen. He's faithful. He will not deny himself. Because God had already promised Abraham that your seed shall sojourn in a strange land for about 400 years, but I will deliver them. God cannot lie. Aren't you glad? That was the type. He promised I will bring them out and I will take them in. See, redemption is in two parts. Amen. Out of and into. Praise the Lord. And he brought him out of Egypt, carried him through the wilderness, and took him in the promised land. Now we are told today as a type by the prophet that our promised land today is to live in the power of the Holy Ghost. See, remember the power is already here. We don't need more power. It's already here. But it's your faith. Hallelujah. It's your faith to reach out and tap into that source. The unlimited resources. Amen. That's where we're at. We have an unlimited God with unlimited power and unlimited resources. He promised to do exceeding and abundantly. Don't you want to go higher in him? I want to go higher in him because I have an inalienable right. Every son and daughter of God, you have an inalienable right. And that's that part 
that God has placed in you. You were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. That's why no one can take that away from you. Amen. You can't give up if you want to. I said you cannot give up if you want to give up. You may have thought many times to give up. Oh, it's so hard. But there's something down in you. Hallelujah. There's something down in you that will not allow you to give up. Amen. Because God has put it there. Hallelujah. It's, it is, hallelujah. It's your inalienable right as a Christian. It's your inalienable right as a son and daughter of God. Praise the living God. I'm so glad tonight that I can't give up. I'm so glad tonight that it is impossible for me to give up. Because it's not me anyway. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. He doeth the work. It's not I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. Amen. My life is hid with Christ in God, sealed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I have my right, and I'm claiming my right. Amen. You got to claim your right. You know, uh, you know, you get tired of seeing people say, I'm a Christian. And they have no joy. They're sad. And say, I'm a Christian. And they're living a, a defeated life. Something is wrong. Something is wrong if you're living a defeated life. According to the word of God, the Christians had victory. Amen. Everywhere Joshua went, he had victory. What about today? That was the type. What about you and I? If the bride would recognize who she is, what she stands for. So you got to know where you stand. You know, it's a curse if you don't know where you're standing. It's one of the greatest curses. You got to know where you stand. So if the bride recognizes who she is, what she stands for, and that she can do the greater works, Hallelujah. Oh, praise the living God. She will be what? An invincible army. We know that word invincible. It means incapable of over overcoming. In other words, incapable of losing. In other words, you won't be a loser. You know the word say loser. But you will be a winner. Hallelujah. I'm so glad. Why? Because you're on his side. Oh, let's go to Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2. Remember, you as a son of God, you as a daughter of God, recognizing your day and its message. Recognizing. See, you, you must, God wants you to know where you came from. It's not a guesswork. God wants you to know where you came from. He wants you to know who you are. He wants you to know what's your purpose of being here. And he also wants you to know where you're going. It, it gives you joy. You know, some people say, when I hope I make it. We should be past that. If you just hoping you make it, 
Something is wrong with your experience. According to the word. Job said, I know. My redeemer liveth. Though the skin worms eat up my flesh, yet in my flesh, I'll see God. I'll see him and not another. Right? Paul said, if this earthly house be dissolved, I may have one. I guess I would have one. I hope I have one. If this earthly house be dissolved, I have another one. I have another body. That's no guesswork. I have another body waiting. Eternity in the heavens. Oh, praise the living God. That's how it got to be. You have to have that kind of faith. And know it. That kind of revelation. Oh, it'll, it'll, praise the Lord. It has to be that way. Hebrews 2. See, see God want to rem remind you. That's what he came to do. See, our minds were blackened. Our minds were blackened. We don't remember. But we can answer Job's question, the question that was asked Job. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? When the morning stars sung together and the sons of God shouted for joy, where were you, Job? Job couldn't answer it. But thank God tonight, I can answer that. You can answer that as many as could. I was there before any molecule, before any atom, before he said, let there be light. I was there. I was in his mind. I was chosen in him before the foundation of the world. My name was on the Lamb's book of life. It cannot be blotted out. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the living God. So I know who I am. You have to know. I heard from my theophany. I heard from my word body. I heard from my word image. I've recognized this message to be eager food. I left the dead thing and the things of the world. And now, as I hear the word, I'm being formed into the living image of the living God. I've recognized my true identity. I can look in the mirror of the word and say, Mommy, that's me. Hallelujah. I've walked from faith to virtue, to knowledge, to temperance, to patience, to godliness, to brotherly kindness. And I got to the top of the step. And I've seen myself in the mirror. And I recognize my image. That's me. I'm a son of God. Hallelujah. There's something deep down in me calling. Oh, great Jehovah. Woo. You have to see yourself in the word. See, the prophet saw himself in the word. But see, I'm not, I can't be a, a parrot. Some people say, I'm going to just say what the prophet say. It's more than that. I don't want to just say what he say. I want to know why I'm saying it. I want a revelation by the Holy Ghost. A revelation by the Spirit. That's when it's effective. You say, what are you saying? Paul, I know. 
Oh, we cast you out in the name of Jesus who Paul preached. That don't work. You got to have your own revelation. Those demons know whether you know it or not. They know it whether you have it or not. Amen. They'll challenge you. So you got to know you have to possess something. You have to possess your inalienable right. I'm a son of God and I'm packing something. I'm a daughter of God and I'm packing something. It is written. Woo! Hallelujah. It is written. That's why the prophet taught us. He said, that's one thing the devil is afraid of. One thing. He said, that blood and that word. He called that blood and that word the one thing. The blood of Jesus Christ and the word of God. Satan is afraid of it. Oh, praise the living God. Oh, hallelujah. Claiming your inalienable right. Hallelujah. You don't have to take nothing off the devil. I said, you don't have to take anything off of Satan. You can walk around having joy bears in your soul daily. Praying without ceasing. Walking, having victory everywhere you walk. Don't you want to have victory everywhere you walk? Joy and peace and love. Amen. That's how Christians should be. Not walking around disgusted. They have these sayings, too blessed to be stressed. Too anointed to be disappointed. Amen. Right? Too happy to be snappy. I made that one up. Too glad to be sad. Amen. Too victorious to be defeated. Amen. Too healed to be sick. Amen. Oh, praise the living God. Too on fire to be cold. He wants you to be on fire. Amen. He makes his angel spirits and his ministers a flaming fire. That's why you can't help it. Jeremiah said a word of the Lord in my heart. That's what's wrong with me today. The word of the Lord in my heart. It's like fire shut up in my bones. That's what they experienced under their Pentecost. The son of man sowed the seed. Right? The son of man, Jesus Christ, sowed the seed. And they waited. They waited in that upper room. He told them to go in in Jerusalem. But we know they were afraid, so they went in the upper room. They waited. But they received the seed, the son of man sowing the seed. But the Holy Ghost came. Oh, what a fire. <laughs> Clothing tongues of fire sat upon each of them, rested upon each of them. You know, like the pillar of fire appeared on the right side. A clothing tongue, like as a fire, sat upon each of them. You mean the sisters too? Yes, every son and daughter of God. Hey, man, every son and daughter of God had a personal experience with Jesus Christ. And they will fill with the Holy Ghost. Do you have your liquor fire today? I have my liquor fire. You can't help it. You know, Elihu described it. Jeremiah 29 said, The word of the Lord in my heart is like fire shut up in my bones. He said, I cannot contain it. I cannot hold my peace. You know, it's real. You know, I love, I love a heartfelt religion. Amen. Yeah, I'm not going off feelings, but sometimes you just got to feel it. Amen. I feel it. I feel him in my heart. I feel the tug. Don't you love? I love to feel the tug. Uh, amen. Praise the Lord. Not going off feelings, but that's part of it.
Everywhere they describe it, it's heartfelt. It's heartfelt. It's heartfelt. Elahu, Elahu in, in Job 32, 18 and 19, he described the word in his heart. He was trying to hold, hold back. He said, but he felt like a, it's like a wine bottle about to burst. That's how the word made him. He wanted to get it out. Read it. That's what he said in Job 32, 18 and 19. He said, like a wine bottle, a wine bottle about to burst. See, it does something. What is it? It's stimulation from the revelation of the word of God. Amen. And revelation to a believer can never be overemphasized. Amen. It's something about it. When God gives you a revelation in your heart that you were chosen in him, that you cannot be lost. No more than God himself could be lost. It does something to you. He put a new song in your heart. Amen. He snatched out the miry clay. Put your, put your feet on a rock to stay. Amen. I mean, he take you out of darkness, out of the power of darkness, and has translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. All your sins, though they're scarlet, I make them white as wool. Though they be red like crimson, I make them white as snow. He did it for you. No man done that for you. Jesus Christ did it for you. He paid it all. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Why do I not serve a God like him? A God that conquered death, hell, in the grave. Amen. Took the keys of, of death and hell from Satan. Amen. I'm so glad. All your sins, he threw in the sea of forgetfulness. He don't remember them anymore. Though the devil may remind you of them, but God don't see it. He don't see it. You have to look to God's eye. Look to the Lord Jesus Christ. Look to his eyes. He said, I know what I think of you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. So regardless what anyone else think of you, regardless what the devil think of you, is how God thinks of you. Hey, man. He said, my thought, and, and a lot of times it's not what you think of yourself. Because many times you think you're a failure. You may say, oh, Brother Donnie, oh, Pastor Donnie, I'm just afraid. I'm just this. I'm no good. No, no, no. No. You're a son and not of God. You're the virtuous, sinless wife of Jesus Christ. You're Mrs. Grace. You're Mrs. Jesus Christ. Amen. You are a special people. Above all people. You are highly favored unto the Lord. You believe that? You are highly favored. I'm going to tell you who you are. Remind you who you are. You are highly favored. Amen. You are more than a conqueror. You believe that? You are victorious. You are mighty army. Rising up in the name of Jesus Christ. You are soldiers of the cross. It's incapable for you to lose. You believe that? You are on the winner's side. He died for you. You are precious in his sight. You believe that? I said you are precious in his sight. You are his jewel. You're his pearl. You believe that? You're the wife of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're protected. You believe that? You are protected. You are purchased. You're bought with a price. The price is not your own. So don't take anything from Satan. You tell the devil, even the weakest saint, Tell the devil it is written. 
Stop taking those things off Satan. It's time to rise up. I said it's time to rise up and recognize your true, your true identity. That's what time it is. Not just come together to talk about the message. Or thank God for sending a prophet. It's past that. What about you? Well, you know, John the Baptist said this, and Jeremiah said this, and Elijah said this, and the prophet said this. But who do you say this is? Is this the message of the hour, or do you look for another? Is this the Christ? Who is he? Who is he? He's the revealed word. He's the lamb. He is your husband. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. He's the living word. Are you happy? I'm happy. You know, the prophet said the seed of Abraham ought to be happy. Are you the seed of Abraham? Well, you ought to be happy. Faithful, the raw seed, amen? The faith seed. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Joy bells ringing in my soul. The summer said in Psalm 39 and 3, he said he was, as he was, um, he was musing upon the word. He said as he was uh, meditating upon the word. He said it was hot within me. You see, they were feeling these things. It was hot within me. Oh, did not our hearts burn within us as he spoke with us along the way and as he opened us the scriptures. Oh, aren't you glad? Think about Ezra. I love, the, I love that era of Ezra and Nehemiah when they received letters. To, to come out of exile and God stirred up the king's heart amen oh when God stir you up you got to get to moving Woo! oh see many people work things up but when God stir you up you stir it up Woo! that's when it's real you don't have to work nothing up it's God doing the work it's the Holy Ghost in you doing the work when he stir you up you're gonna be stirred up when he set the fire, no one can put it out. When he give it to you, it's impossible for someone to take it away. It's impossible. Why? It's your inalienable right. You know one thing they teach you growing up, as when you maybe at 15 or 16 or whenever you read the, the driver's education book, it tells you that driving is not a God-given privilege, right? In other words, they can give it to you and they can take it from you. They're letting you know, right? But this here, hallelujah, this here. Once God give it to you, it's yours. Woo! It's impossible to be taken from you. The devil may try, but he can't take it. That eternal life, that gene is in you, that was placed in you. The devil can't take it from you because God placed it in you. Amen. Oh, give the Lord a hand of praise. Oh, bless his holy name. Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was laying dormant. We came to this world born in sin, shaping in iniquity. 
Psalm 51 and 5, and Psalm 53, 58 and 3, came to the world speaking lies. But there was something laying dormant that God placed there. Oh, praise the Lord. But one day, I was quickened. One day, I heard a voice, and it called me out of darkness. And I tell you, I hadn't been the same since. Some think I went crazy, but that's fine. I've recognized who I am. I'm a son of God. I came from God, and I go back to God. I realize as I walk from day to day, I live this natural life. But there's another part of me. There's another part of me that have no end. That's the important part. This is going to perish one day. But there's another part of me. There's another part of me. This is the negative. But there's a positive that God gave me. All that the Father has given me, I lose none. He says, you've been, you're in the Father's hand and my hand, and no one can pluck you out. Aren't you glad? I'm so glad. We're going to get to Hebrews 2, isn't it? Hebrews 2 and 1. Therefore, we ought to give that more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Lest at any time we should let them slip. Can't let it slip. Samuel didn't let a word fail to the ground. The Bible says in the days of Samuel there was no open vision. It wasn't revealed to the public. It was no open vision. It was hidden. So the word of the Lord was revealed under Samuel. The Bible said, write the vision. Make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, we're at the end, right? It just speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Now, Paul interpreted that in Hebrews 10. He that shall come will come. So he called the it, the vision, he. So the vision is Christ. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs 29, 18, without a vision, the people perish. Without a redemptive revelation, the people perish. That word perish means the people run wild. So we must understand the vision. We must know the vision. Amen? And when you know the vision and understand the vision, you will make haste. You will get in desperation. That's why the prophet took Jeremiah 29. When you seek me with all your heart. That's desperation. To seek God with all your heart. Put your whole heart into it. 
You can't be half-hearted. That's lukewarm. Either you're hot or you're cold. Let me get the thermometer out and check your temperatures. But you, examine yourself. Take the spiritual thermometer and check yourself. See where you, you add on the, on the scale or on that uh, device, thermometer. Honestly. Because God is calling us to be on fire. Now, on fire don't mean running around the church, hollering and screaming and yelling. No, it's a life. It's a life on display. It's a manifested life. Amen? It's where you can walk. And, and just your presence, demons tremble. Just your presence, sinners are convicted. Just your presence, just your life. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to go around saying, praise the Lord, I'm a Christian. Though we praise the Lord for being a Christian. But there's a life. That's the real thunder that takes the devil. A manifested life. A life on display. Thunder not love and purity. By the way, we know love is the greatest force on earth. The greatest power in the world is the power of love. We may get into that later. The power of love. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedient to the word, disobedient, receive, excuse me, receive a just recompense or reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. That original church was not organized by men. It was led by the Holy Ghost. It wasn't very big. It was hated and despised. It was oppressed. It was persecuted unto death. But it was true to God. It stayed with the original word pattern. And we must stay with the original word pattern. Because God has called us back to the original word. Aren't you glad? The original faith. As Jew cried out, let us earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Earnestly contend. It's not easy. Give me the little book. Take it. It's a fight. I've given you the land. But you have to fight for every inch. It's a fight. It's not given on a silver spoon. You got to fight for it. Amen. God gave them the land, but they had to fight for every inch. It was a promise. He said, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. Amen. Now, one form, in, now notice in Luke 10, he gave them power, which is authority, to cast out devils. But in, in, in uh, amen, in Luke 24, 47 to 49, it was a different power. Dunamis, virtue. 
The Holy Ghost. Strength. Amen. And in Ephesians 1 is another power, which is dominion. So he give you authority. He give you virtue power, strength, the Holy Ghost, and he give you dominion. That's three different powers. Amen. He give you all three. Read Ephesians 1, 15 through 19. You'll see all three powers right there. For us, it's your inalienable right. Amen. You're in animal right. You have dominion. Oh, I know over there I'm going to reign. What about now? God wants you to reign right now. As a son and daughter of God, right now, reigning over every demon. Amen. Amen. Because that's who fighting against us, demons. Elect does not persecute elect. So if someone coming against you and you in the word, you're walking in the word, there's a demon anointing that person. If you're coming against the pastor, that's a demon anointing you. See, Legion had many demons in his spirit. Well, that, that meant he was called, the demon was, well, Legion was not the man's name, but Legion was the many devils. Many spirits was in his spirit. See, he promised I will give you a new heart. Remember? Ezekiel 36. I will give you a new heart. A new way of thinking. Why? Because my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. For high as the heavens is above the earth, so are my ways from your ways. And my thoughts and your thoughts. So we need his thoughts. I want his thoughts. Let the mind that was in Christ be also in you. And when the supernatural comes in, it is the mind of Christ. It's far from your own thinking. Hey, man. That's why you have to cast down your, your thoughts and all their vain imaginations and take the word of God. And he said, I'll give you a, I'll give you a new heart and I'll give you a new spirit, new desires. All those old desires are, are, are taken away. I'll give you, a, uh, give you new desires. A, a new heart and, and a new spirit. New way of thinking. New desires. To, to get along with my spirit. He said, then I will, I will place my spirit in you. The Holy Ghost. Woo! Amen. And I will cause you to walk. You can't do it yourself. I will cause you, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. I will cause you to walk in my statutes. Add to your faith in being born again. Virtue. I will cause you to walk. You can't walk it yourself. Through trials, through tests. I will cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will come forth into the fullness of Christ. You will come forth to maturity. Let us go into perfection. Amen. He will bring you to maturity. He's doing the work. Amen. Not I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. He doeth the work. Even when you're brought before counselors or brought before 
a counselor, or whatever. Don't even premeditate. The Holy Ghost will speak for you. That's why you have to be ready to give an answer to the hope that lies within you as you study the word. Study the word of truth. And from there, what happens? You're storing up the food. Not on the shelf. Store up the food. Many of you storing the food up on the shelf and on the computers and on the cell phones. That's not where to store the food up. You got to store it up here. Hallelujah. Down in that compartment. That's where you store the food. You have to eat the whole book. Amen. That's where you store it. Many are storing it the wrong place. Amen. They're storing it the wrong place. And when the enemy comes, they have to run and get it. That's not how it works. Oh, I'm trying to remember the quote. No, that's not it. He had to have it on the inside. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yet they have the author. Amen. You know, I'm coming to a close. I'm not, I'm not long-winded too much. <laughs> Remember this. Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. But the book of Revelation shows how the, the Antichrist spirit would come into the church and defile it. Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the uh, Sadducees. See, the Pharisees were legalistic. The Sadducees were, were liberal. But beware of all of that. Because there's a middle of the road. Amen. And when you're in the middle of the road, it washes all the trash out on the bank. Amen. Defouling it. Making it lukewarm, formal, and powerless. Now the Bible tells us after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. So from there, we should not allow any defilement to come in, to enter in. Because it will cause us to be formal. It will cause us to be powerless. It will cause us to be lukewarm. When you come to church, you should come every time in anointed expectations. You should bring your liquor fire. Be ready to praise the Lord. If you have burdens, come in early and lay them at the altar. Amen. The Bible said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands. You know, that's that scripture. Serve the Lord with gladness. Don't you know in Deuteronomy 29, it's a curse not to serve him with gladness and joyfulness of heart. If someone have to make you come to church, if someone have to make you read your Bible, if the pastor have to plead with you, then something is wrong with your experience. It should be a joy to come worship. 
Oh, I was glad when they said unto me. I was happy when they said unto me, let us go to church. Hey, man. Pastor, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm, a, I'm ready to, tonight, Pastor. If you want to rebuke, rebuke me. I'm, whatever I need, I want God to overshadow you. And I want God to anoint you from head to toe. And I want him to speak through you to me. Amen. Amen. That's how it should be. You, the song leader shouldn't have to sing you up. The music shouldn't have to pump you up. You should come in ready. Amen. Those that, that can sing, have a song on your heart. Be ready. Amen. We know everybody can't sing the same time, but be ready. Amen. Be ready to worship. You know what I mean. Everyone can't sing a special. But you can come ready. You know, because when the song leader singing and the anointing is high, and then you call someone up and they're stumbling over, well, let me see here, let me see here. And, and the anointing is up here. And now the song leader, he's waiting and now they're forming. And now the, song, now the anointing doesn't lift up. Because you done took five minutes trying to find a song. Now he got to work that much harder to try to build it back up. But we got to keep the flames high. Woo! Amen. Oh, praise the living God. Where, where we ought to be, y'all? I'm talking home now, y'all. Where we ought to be? We ought to be at a place so on fire for God. Now, that I don't, that I'm not saying you're cold now, so don't let the devil tell you that. But I'm preaching. I just want to preach from my heart. Because we have to admit, if everybody was in such a place, the day of Pentecost, there was on one heart, one mind, one accord. See, the time of Ezra, remember when Ezra read the word aloud? They didn't understand. They were weeping. They didn't understand. But those priests came behind Ezra. And the Bible said they caused the people to understand. And from there, it is not the time to be discouraged. It's not time, the time to be sad. It's time to rejoice. Take the lamb. Amen. And the wine represent the stimulation of the revelation. The lamb represents the revealed word. And those that don't have lamb, share it. Amen. Because it's time to celebrate. Amen. It's time to celebrate Jesus. They were celebrating. They were worshiping under the Feast of Tabernacles. And the prophet taught us, future home, we are worshiping. We are now worshiping under the Feast of Tabernacles. So it should be a time of rejoicing. That's where the bride's identity is. A time of rejoicing. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come. Why? There's an invisible union that has taken place. You're pregnant by his spirit. The bride is the blood of Christ by the spirit. What is it? It's Christ the mystery of God revealed in you. Christ in you the hope of glory. We have the devil's answer. That's not a boast in ourselves. We boast in the Lord. But we have the devil's answer. What is his question? His question is, where's Christ? His question is, where is Christ? His question is, are you a son of God? His question is, are you a daughter of God? That's his question. He's looking for Christ. He's looking for Christ in you. But that's when you can answer. Christ is here. 
He's risen. The prophet said, my ministry is to declare that Christ is here. He's here in the power of the Holy Ghost. You believe that? Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. He's here in the footness of his word. Where we are today, through the ages, they only had a dip of the Holy Ghost. But right now, where are we? We have the unlimited resources. But we can't just leave it out there. We have to bring it down on the scene. Faith brings them on the scene. Desperation brings them on the scene. Whatever you say, it brings them on the scene. It's your faith. According to your faith, be it unto you. Oh, praise the living God. Oh, it's already here. The power is already here. He's the ever-present water from the rock. He's not a painted fire. He's a living fire. Hey, man. We got to bring it to reality. You go around places, many churches, right among our ranks, it's like going on a morgue. It's the truth. No joy. It's the truth. A lot of murmuring and complaining, and everybody got something against the pastor. It's the truth. It's terrible. That's not the nature of the bride. No, she get behind that pastor 100%. I'm praying for you, pastor. I love you. I appreciate you. I know the devil is fighting you. I want, I want to be one that will be a joy for you to pastor me. Don't you want to be a joy to your pastor of him pastoring you? He could stand and say, yeah, so-and-so was a joy. So-and-so was a joy, a joy to pastor, a joy. That's how it should be. Don't be a burden for him. The devil already fighting him enough. Some people study to see, I want to catch him off just a little bit. I'm going to him. Because you know the prophet said, I'm duty bound to go to him. So I'm going to wait. I, yeah, I got him. They take notes on that. Miss the other part. I don't know why they say it. I don't even know. I promise you I hadn't gotten too many notes yet. And I won't get to them. But I love the Lord Jesus. You know, I came out of the Baptist church. I'm closing my Bible. I came out of the Baptist church. I grew up in a Baptist church. At 11, I was baptized because my cousin got baptized and they wanted me to join the choir. And I was on the choir singing, I'm going up yonder. By the time I was 14, I began to pray every morning, every night for a long time, read my Bible. At age 14, I began to seek the Holy Ghost. They told me at the Baptist church, the young people, you just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's for the young people. So that's what I read. One thing stood out to me. Matthew 17, 10, and 11. Elijah should come and restore all things. Well, I was going around from the Baptist at age 14. I went to the Holiness Church, seeking the Holy Ghost, tearing for the Holy Ghost. I said, how do you get it? This old lady said, get on your knees and say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Just keep saying it. I may have said it over 100 times. Nothing happened. I went to the Pentecostals. They said, say, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
nothing happened. I never forgot. I, ran, I remember coming from way down the country, from there, tearing for the Holy Ghost. I ran over a possum. That, by that time, I was up age driving. I ran over a possum and killed him. And I, got, I pulled on the side of the road and started crying like a baby because I ran over a possum, <laughs> killed him. But anyway, I thought that I remember that. But later on, one of my nieces, we went in the woods and started praying for the Holy Ghost. And, uh, and the Lord began to deal with our hearts. And uh, from there, we went to a young people's Bible study at the Baptist church. And that superintendent said, how many, how many in here want the Holy Ghost? Raise your hand. By that time, time at years had gone past. And I was 19 going on 20. And I raised my hand. And we joined the circle. And as we joined the circle, he prayed. And from there, I began to speak in tongues. I spoke in tongues. And a light appeared in that room. And I couldn't see anybody's, anybody's faces. They were right there, but the light was so bright, it overshadowed me. And from there, I spoke in tongues for two days. And right there, during that time, the Lord had a brother living next door that was in the message that witnessed to me. How be it he when the Holy Spirit has come? He will lead you in all truth. I didn't hate to say Jesus a hundred times. I didn't have to say hallelujah over a hundred times, but a simple prayer led me to the true gospel. And I've been on, on fire ever since. I'm so glad. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad? I'm glad to be one of them. I'm finished for now. You glad to be one of them? As the musicians come, I'm glad to be one of them. We ought to be the happiest bunch on earth. It's not a workup. Just a simple prayer. Amen. Just a simple prayer. Hallelujah. You got to claim your inalienable right if you have it already put this scripture on your heart every day third john three is god's desire that you be of good health that you prosper in all things even as your soul prosper the prophet taught us he said god don't want you to be sick he wants you to be in good health. He wants you to prosper in all things, even as your soul prosper. Sow the seed and trust the Holy Ghost to meet every need. He wants you to have peace, joy, love. Amen. People say, when I get over there, oh, such joy. What about now? Now.
Hallelujah. We just love the Lord. You know, it reaches to the highest mountain. Do you have another song? And it flows to the lowest valley. Yeah, it is the blood that gives me strength from day to day it will never lose its power you know it reaches to the highest mountain Amen. Hallelujah. And it flows to the lowest valley. Yeah. It is the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never One more time with all your heart. You know it reaches to the highest mountain. Oh, and it flows to the lowest valley. Yeah, it is the blood. That gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose. It will never lose. It will never. It will never lose. It will never lose. Its power. dad was preaching about an alienable rights and the song came to my mind it's just a little little praise song this joy that i have you know the world that gave it to me oh this joy that i have the world didn't give it to me to me 
and the world can't take it away. Singing this word that I have, you know the world didn't give it to me. Oh, this word that I have, the world didn't give it to me. Oh, this word that I have, the world didn't give it to me. You know the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. You know the world This joy that I have The world didn't give it to me, no This joy that I have Oh, the world didn't give it to me You know the world didn't give it And the world can't take it away Oh, is it on time, God? Yes, he is. Oh, he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Well, he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. I know that he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Take it 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother David. Now, the devil can't take it and demons can't take it, but you can let them have it. They don't have the power to take it, but you can let go of it. Is that right? We've all been there and done that. When we've let them, we've let them. They cannot do it, but we can surrender to them. Oh, how many wants to be, after hearing this tonight, wants to be more aware of that? God, it's your promise. It's your promise for me to be a fruitful, happy, satisfied, Holy Ghost-filled Christian. If I'm anything less from that, I'm settling for something less than what God wants me to have. Amen? But Brother Donnie, there's so much trouble. You think I don't know that? I mean, I was born in the morning, but it wasn't yesterday morning. Hey, there's trouble everywhere. That great makes it a greater miracle for us to be able to have the joy of the Lord Jesus in our hearts. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. How many believes it's still that way? Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. Turn around and shake somebody's hand and tell them it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Brother David, for obeying the Lord, brother. We love you. Thank you so much. It's our inalienable rights as the people of God. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Well, round two again in the morning at 11 o'clock. Poor old devil, if he shows up, we're going to do it again. We're going to wear him out by the grace of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Falling in love with Jesus, oh, falling in love with Jesus was the best thing I've ever, ever done. In His arms I feel. In his arms, never disconnected, no. In his arms, I feel protected. There's no place I'd rather, rather be. Ever.
done In His arms I feel protected In His arms never disconnected No In His arms I feel protected There's no I'd rather, rather be Oh, falling in love with Jesus Falling in love with Jesus Falling in love with Jesus Was the best thing In His arms I feel protected In His loving arms never disconnected No, in His arms I feel protected There's no place I'd rather rather be In his arms never disconnected, no In his arms I feel protected There's no place I'd rather, rather be Oh, have you fallen in love with Done. Oh, falling in love 